Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Danny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. Hey, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden is your host, and uh, we have, I mentioned this earlier, by the way, good morning. Morning, Danny. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And, and to family. you as well. And we have a, a little different topic today. Yeah, we do. We have we have repeat guests, but yes. a different topic. I'm excited about it because we've never done it, and and my the sum total of my knowledge is really small on this. So if I were to ever like get questions about dermatology, you know, when I didn't have these two with me, it would be it would be a it'd be scary. <laughs> and, and so we are going to talk about dermatology today, but even more specifically, we're going to talk about cosmetic dermatology. We're going to talk, and we haven't done that before. And this is a service that our Department of Dermatology offers at Hennepin at two of our locations in downtown Minneapolis. And so we thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about it. So I, I, I've, I've talked to some old friends and colleagues who have been on the show before a couple or three times, Dr. Aaron Luxemburg and Dr. Jenny Liu, and they are here in studio. They, have, they still have their coats. Oh, wait, Jenny took her coat off finally. It's about <laughs> like a zillion degrees below zero here in the upper Midwest. I don't know where you're listening, listeners. You might be in a warmer area, but here in Minneapolis, it's cold. It's a cold, and so uh, it's fresh. Uh, it's, like fresh. It's, it's fresh. It's crisp out. What the heck? Anyways, um, so they've taken their coats off and they're ready to help answer your questions about uh, cosmetic dermatology. I want you to get a pen ready though, because I'm going to give you some information about an event you should sign up for, and if you're interested, and also I will give you some phone numbers. But I'm going to just give you a little teaser that we're going to be talking about an event that is happening at Hennepin Healthcare at our clinic and specialty center here in downtown Minneapolis. Um, it is on Tuesday, November 27th, and it's a free event over the noon hour where you can meet um, um, dermatologists and skin care specialists, and you can. Um, it's a hands-on event to learn much more. So I want you to get a pen ready to hear about that Tuesday, November 27th event, and we will be sure to talk about it later. So, Dr. Luxemburg, let's start with you. Welcome back to the show, Aaron. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to be here again. Yep, it's been maybe, I don't know, a year since you've been on the show? Well, Is that I was right? thinking usually when I'm here, I'm traipsing down the streets in my T-shirt. So I think I'm usually here in the spring. Yeah, and we're usually talking about sun exposure yeah. and trying to keep your skin healthy. I think you're the one who told me, like, you put sunscreen on your kid like all the time. All or something. the time. Well, and everyone makes fun of me that I force my husband to wear it when we go skiing and no one understands why. And it's because there's sun all the time. Right. But you know why. It's because to keep your skin healthy. And then um, to your right, we have Jenny Lewitt. You came, I think, also about a year ago, right, Jenny? Correct. 
And you guys practice downtown. In in tell me about where you guys practice, Jenny. Um, well, there are uh, four of us. I practice downtown, the new clinic, um, the clinic and specialty center. But I also have a few sessions at the North Loop, and Aaron does as well. But Aaron also goes out to Golden Valley. Oh, you do. I do. So we're all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Jenny, what kind of dermatology do you kind of specialize in? Um, everything except for I, you know, we see um, all patients, all ages, all gender. Um, but I don't do like dermatologic surgery. There is a special type of surgery, Mohs micrographic surgery, that I um, I don't do. But otherwise, we do pretty much everything else. I don't do patch testing, but our doctor, our colleague, Doctor Sarah Hillwell, she does that. Um, but otherwise, we do pretty much everything. It's pretty broad spectrum. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about cosmetic dermatology today specifically. Um, maybe you could start us off by telling us what do we mean by that? So cosmetics um, is basically improving the way one looks. And I think it's a little different medically because it's not necessary to treat. And often because of that, it's not covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like procedures and things that procedures, you can do. Um, prescription medications even, you know, skinceuticals or products that are sold often in physician offices to improve the appearance of your skin, um, the way you look. So listeners, we're going to be talking about all this today. We're going to be talking about things like, and I'm going to say some words <laughs> of some procedures and things we do, and we're going, to, we're going to cover some of these things today. We're going to cover chemical peels, fillers, microneedling, Botox. Is that right? Yeah. We're going to do those things. We're going to talk about removal of things, like when you need things taken off that aren't cancer. We're not going to focus on skin cancer today. So like when you need benign things done. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, listeners, if you have uh, questions or, or um, uh, comments about those things. So, Aaron, you um, tell us, start us off with Botox, if you will. First of all, what is it for? What is it? Um, why do people get it done? And um, tell us about what's actually involved. Well, how about we start with what is it? Yeah. Botox is actually botulinum toxin. Yeah, we're supposed to avoid that, I thought. Doesn't that cause, like, food poisoning? Yeah, we find it in honey or in canned goods, classically, and it can cause flaccid paralysis. So you think, well, gee, why are we using that medically? But actually, we harbor that toxin in order to cause some paralysis of typically our facial muscles when we're using it cosmetically. Mm -hmm. So when we use it, we are able to inject very small amounts to cause paralysis to areas of the face that perhaps you don't want to move. Here I am. No, you guys can't see me out there, but I'm making a very angry face. And if she I, doesn't look very angry. So I'm making a very angry <laughs> face, a nice scowl here. Um, but if I were to use some Botox in muscles, say in the forehead or in the glabella, which is in between my eyebrows, I'd be able to smooth out those muscles so that you wouldn't see as many wrinkles um, in the face. So it's not necessarily trying to um, make it so I can't move my facial muscles. It's trying to make it so that when my face is at rest, you can't see the wrinkling mm-hmm. that you typically would. Okay, so um, I have about six questions that came out of that. Um, so you, 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 you must use a very small amount. Um, otherwise, it does sounds like, um, like it wouldn't be good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, so we're able to use a very minute amount in very tiny needles to be able to direct it exactly into the muscle that we want to essentially paralyze. Okay, so it's mostly for the stuff above your eyes, between your eyes. What about those little crow's feet yes, things? Yes. You, you do that too, Jenny, yep. right mm-hmm. here? 
Okay, so that's pretty close to the eyeball. You're just going right under the skin? Very superficial, yes. And you're using a little bit of a little bit of it. How long does it last? It depends on the individual, but we usually tell patients um, kind of about three months is when they will start. And they will start noticing um, that they will have more um, mobility of those muscles. And that is when they probably should come back. When, when it's starting to come back. Yep. Does it, does it, um, so it, your the muscles of right under your skin are, are, are paralyzed for these three months. Does it hurt? Is it numb? No. Um, no, they will just, it, you know, like Aaron was saying, if we were to inject into the forehead muscles when they raise their eyebrows, they physically can't be able to do that. Everybody, um, depends on how much you inject. Some people want a complete frozen look. Some people want it more natural. And so the more volume, the more concentrated we inject, the more paralysis one will get. Um, but that, like I said, response or that kind of paralysis kind of wears off over time. And the first time for a Botox-naive patient, often the um, kind of the paralysis um, we often will inject more the first time, and then when they come back for touch-up, usually um, a less concentration, less a lower amount is required to keep that kind of um, improvement, I would say. Is it safe? It's very safe. There are, of course, danger zones, but um, we usually avoid those. Like, for example, if you were to inject into the forehead, we kind of avoid about a centimeter around your eye so you don't get, say, um, like drooping of your eyebrow, for example. Um, And um, for the most part, if that does happen, there are things we can do, but it will just kind of wear off over time. It's such small amounts and used so locally that there's no systemic effects. So you two are... MDs, you're you went to medical school and are trained dermatologists, and so I it's that's that strikes to me as being important. Um, uh, you get, um, you know, we, there's a lot of advertising out there, and there's a lot of other kind of um, places where people can go for kind of cosmetic things. But it, but um, for people who don't know my guests today, they are um, dermatologists who are seen in a major healthcare system, and and believe me, they know what they're talking about when it comes to the skin. And I don't know, for me, that just sounds um, reassuring uh, that you've got uh, um, when when you have people who are trained and skilled at it like this. Do you ever have? Um, do you, is it possible for the effects to last longer than you wanted to? I mean, is there anything you can do about it to change that? I mean, if do you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Does it ever go permanently? No. No. Unfortunately, sometimes. But no, it doesn't go permanently. Once it's in, there's no way to reverse the effects. Mm-hmm. But as Jenny was saying, if there were to be some effect that perhaps a patient was unhappy with, there generally are some other areas that you could either put Botox in to freeze the alternative muscles or other types of treatments that you could do to kind of help an appearance that, again, would just be temporary. So how many injections might I need, if I like in my forehead? Um, well, it depends. But usually for starters, we tell patients that have never had Botox, like what Aaron's saying, that kind of the gabella, the, like the, when you frown that 11 line you get in between your eyebrow, that's a good area because most people have that It's kind of look like an 11, doesn't it? Yeah, and for most people, it's about 20 units of Botox into about five sites, Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of paralyzes the muscle there. 
Um, for Botox, for the forehead wrinkles, um, interestingly, that's not for everybody. Um, and that kind of has depends on just like the counterbalance that your muscle um, kind of works together. So your forehead muscles kind of pull up your eyebrows, hence they give the lines. But the glabellar muscles kind of causes your eyebrows to depress. So for people that just get injections into their forehead, they'll actually get this um, eyebrow droop that often patients don't like. So even if they don't have a very strong 11 wrinkle line, we still inject a little bit just to counterbalance the effect. And for people that have, say, very close eyelid creases, um, even if they have wrinkles in their forehead, we sometimes may not even recommend injecting into that because of the eyebrow droop they would get. So it's very individualized, which is the beauty of cosmetic dermatology. Right. I know um, a friend of mine who's a physician who had it done and is thrilled. You know, with with the it was in the forehead exactly as you're describing. It sounds really scary, but most people are extremely happy with the results because it's a, a small thing that if it's done correctly, again, usually by a physician, um, it's extremely controlled, and you can really tell the slight changes that you're experiencing. And well, we always. Oh, Sorry, just ahead. one more thing. And we always often will recommend for patients that have had it that want to try. We always go slow and we always can inject more like a week later just to kind of, like Aaron said, improve the things that maybe that wasn't done the first time. All right, we'll have more, and we certainly invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you uh, want to call in your question, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. We're talking, among other things, cosmetic dermatology this morning on Healthy Matters. Skies are fair, 7 degrees, heading for 30 later today. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. We're talking about cosmetic dermatology, and if you'd like to ask your question by phone, we have a line open, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. Okay, we've been talking about um, Botox treatment, and um, in the first segment of the show, we got a lot of text messages about that. uh, I do want. I told you earlier in the show about an event that's coming up, and I'm going to tell you about it a couple times. It's happening on Tuesday, November 27th, from 11:30 in the morning, right before noon, 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Hennepin Healthcare Clinic and Specialty Center. We're going to be talking about cosmetic dermatology services. If you're curious, you want to learn more about it, you can come and talk to the providers and vendors about different procedures. You can try skincare samples. And you can, e- you can even enter a raffle for a free Botox. And um, so, hey, you, th- what, what more could you want? It is free, but we'd like you to reserve your spot. We've been doing these events at the Clinic and Specialty Center, and they're proving to be very popular. The, the venue is really nice. It's, it's warm and open. Um, there's a coffee shop there. You can grab coffee and a sandwich if you'd like afterwards. Um, the parking is right there on site, so even if it's cold, you can take the elevator right up. You don't even have to go outside. That's a good Minnesota feature. So to reserve your spot at this free event, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash cosmetics. It's free, and it's open to the first 100 people who register, and it's going to fill up. So um, hennepinhealthcare.org slash cosmetics. And um, it's Tuesday, November 27th, 1130 to 1. Okay. Um one person called and couldn't stay on the line, and I don't. It's not about Botox, but it's about blue light therapy. Can you say um, that was from Margaret? Thank you for your call, Margaret. She couldn't stay on the line, but um, uh, I thought we would we'd get that before I forget. What is blue light therapy? Could one of you address that? Blue light 
therapy is also known as photodynamic therapy. It's really exciting, and we do have it now at Hennepin. And it's neat because it has multiple uses. We actually technically use it more medically um, to be able to treat actinic keratoses, which are precancers. And what you do is you apply a little bit of aminolevulonic acid, which um, is applied to the skin in the office, and a patient sits with it on for about two hours. And what it does is it's kind of soaked in, and it's absorbed by all these precancerous or atypical areas. And then it's washed off, and a patient sits under literally a blue light for about 15 minutes. Exactly, it's 16 minutes and 40 seconds. And oh, come the, on. Yeah, I know. And the, and who's figured this out? I don't know. Some <laughs> yeah, very smart physicists, I 16 think. 16 minutes and 35 <laughs> seconds was inadequate. So the, the way that this specific blue light wavelength interacts with the aminolevulonic acid that has been absorbed by the atypical cells actually causes a cell death. And so it allows these precancerous cells to die and healthy cells to grow up underneath. So again, it works medically for precancerous areas, but because... Um, some some atypical brownish appearing areas or some wrinkling can it, it causes turnover of the skin and causes almost a more youthful appearance once the skin is healed up afterwards. Would now the, here's a text message that's uh, I don't know if it's related, but it says how can you get rid of dark spots or sun damage on the face? Um, what you know, would blue light be used for that, or is that that's something else? Um, well, we have to kind of take a look and see what are those dark spots. Um, for majority of the patients, if it's like sunspots or aging, um, photodynamic therapy can help a little bit, but also sun protection, chemical peels, which we hopefully will talk about in a bit, will also help with that. Um, laser can certainly improve the appearance of that as well. And most importantly, sun protection. So you have some options for people mm-hmm. with sun damage on, on their skin. We are going to talk about chemical peels probably after the, the, in the second half of the um, of the show, I want to talk about a second procedure that I believe you guys have some expertise in called micro needling. People have been asking about that, and I, I know that's something you do. What is start at the beginning, Jenny? You maybe you can start. Yeah. What is micro needling used yeah, it's, for? It's like in vogue right now, and um, maybe some of the younger. Um, Patients or audience would kind of know that Kim Kardashian, the, like the vampire face um, treatment. It's the Kim Kardashian vampire face <laughs> treatment? I think, I think I've treatment. seen it in social media. Literally afterwards, her face is just kind of all bloody and red. And it's really not that scary. But um, what it is, it's using a pen that has multiple tiny needles. And we're literally running that and poking the skin with these tiny needles. And what the idea behind microneedling is, is that these tiny needles are... Um, not big enough to cause any sort of severe damage or scarring to the skin, but are um, big enough to cause micro micro zones of injury. And then when your skin is injured, when it heals, it produces all these growth factors and collagen. So it's really great for um, kind of light wrinkles as well as acne scars. And the best thing for microneedling is really the skin color. For darker skin individuals, um, lasers, because of the heat, it can really damage your skin color. But microneedling, because there's no heat involved, it's really perfect for those patients. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like a couple of the things you've mentioned today are, and it's a feature of dermatology, that you're trying to kill off some bad cell at the surface and allow something good to grow underneath. That's sort of that what this kind of sounds like as well. Yeah, it's like purposely producing injury to the skin to induce more collagen, more healing. Do you do um, this at Hennepin? We do microneedling. We also do Fraxel laser, 
which is um, a little a step up from microneedling. You, um, it's a little bit goes deeper, more intense. Um, so the results, um, like treatment compared to treatment, is a little bit more. You get more improvement, but again, the laser isn't for every skin type. So I asked you to get a pencil earlier if you want more information, not only about the um, event on November 27th, but also if you want to see either Dr. Luxembourg, Dr. Liu, or any of their colleagues. They, there are more than just the two of them. They're a great department. Um, go to hennepinhealthcare.org, or you can give us a call at 612-873-6963. One listener told me about two, three months ago that whenever I give the phone number, Denny, I give it too fast. So I'm going to try to do it again. 612-873-MYMD. 612-873-6963. Do we have time to go to the phones before... Yes, let's do that. We have a, a couple minutes. Let's do that. Uh, Pat in Brooklyn Center is first up. Pat, what, what's your question, please? Well, he he brought up me- medicine. So uh, my sister has dystonia, and she had Botox um, put in the back of her neck, and she really had a problem with it because she couldn't lift her head even for a while, and um, she still had some pain. So um, I don't know if that's really a good thing for for that kind of thing or not. Well, Pat, that sounds like a a pretty bad effect that your sister had, so I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, neurologists also use Botox medically, and there are a couple other medical uses for it as well. In dermatology, we actually use it for something called hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating of the skin. When we use Botox, we use it in a lot smaller quantities than it's used for for dystonia or sometimes it's used for migraine headaches. So unfortunately, it sounds like your sister did not tolerate it very well. And of course, we we hope that all of our patients tolerate it better than that. All right. Uh, We have a little less than a minute to go, but we do have another half hour of the show to go. We do. We're going to talk about chemical peels. We'll talk a little bit more about um, Botox and microneedling. We're talking about cosmetic dermatology with Hennepin Healthcare's uh, Department of Dermatology. We've got Dr. Aaron Luxenberg and we've got Dr. Jenny Liu. There's a load of text messages. We'll be talking a little bit more about uh, some of those. So thank you for those. Um, If you want more information about the event that's happening on November 27th, that's a Tuesday, from 11.30 to 1, about cosmetic dermatology, the free event. Um, you can send your response to hennepinhealthcare.org slash cosmetics. And um, you can meet some of the providers, and you can learn a great deal more about the, uh, the things we're talking about Very today. Good. We'll, we'll mention that again before the show is over. Uh, we welcome your phone calls and your text messages, 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. Skies are fair, currently 7 degrees in the Twin Cities. And good morning. Welcome back to more Healthy Matters. And Dr. Hilden, for those folks that maybe are joining us a little bit late, who did you bring with you today? Thanks, Denny. Um, good morning, everybody. We're talking about cosmetic dermatology with my colleagues from Hennepin Healthcare, Dr. Aaron Luxenberg and Dr. Jenny Liu. They are dermatologists. 
They practice at our North Loop Clinic, our Golden Valley Clinic, and our Downtown Clinic and Specialty Center. So lots of locations to come see them. In the past, um, uh, both of these doctors have been on the show, and we've talked about some medical dermatology. We've talked about melanoma and skin cancer and all that. Today, we're talking about cosmetic dermatology, which is of real interest to a whole bunch of people. Um, Before the break, we talked a little bit about Botox. We also got into microneedling, and we got we just started to talk a little bit about blue light. And if I if I could return to the blue light question, because there have been some more texts in the meantime in the break about that, and so I want to talk about blue light treatment again. And here's somebody just says, "Could you?" I have a friend who is thinking about that. Could you speak to the pros and cons a little bit more about blue light treatment? And for those who are just joining the show, maybe Aaron, maybe you could just kind of recap briefly what blue light treatment is. So I'll go through once more. Blue light treatment, also known as photodynamic therapy, is a treatment where you sit under a blue light bulb. It's literally a blue light, and that's the wavelength of it. It makes you look like a ghost. (laughs) When standing (laughs) under it, yeah. Um, And for enhanced treatment, depending on what we're using it for, we will often use aminolevulonic acid to change the energy of often precancer cells on the skin so that it interacts with that blue light and causes cell death of precancer cells. Now, that's the most typical application for it. If there's questions regarding other uses, you know, it's very dependent on what you might be using it for. There's uses for acne with the blue light. We use it a lot for um, just kind of an overall enhanced youthful appearance. Um, and again, then we use it for precancers, and sometimes it's even indicated for use for some superficial skin cancers. So are there any cons, the pros and cons? Yeah, the cons during the treatment, again, depending on what we're using it for and how it's being used, it can be uncomfortable while you are sitting under the light. And in fact, then the several days after the treatment, up to a week after the treatment, your face could feel um, itchy, slightly painful, crusted, peeling, again, depending on what we were using it for. Okay, I'm going to go to the text line because I think it might take us into some of our other topics we want to talk about. What is the best treatment for marionette lines? Okay, I don't, do you know what that is, Denny? I know what a marionette is, but I, I'm trying to equate it to, to Amber, lines. do you know what a marionette line is on a face? Okay, you've got three of us who are kind of giving us a, huh? What are marionette lines and what's the best treatment? So those are the lines that we often get kind of connecting, kind of around um, the sides of our um, mouth, the corners of our mouth that kind of run down from our nose to our chin. And if that, you think of a puppet yeah, that you're trying to make speak from above with a string, that's the marionette How lines of the chin. Yep. Yeah. There you All go. Right. All right. What's the treatment for him? So the best thing is um, kind of for injecting in fillers. Um, and there are different types, but the one we offer at Hennepin is um, hyaluronic acid fillers. So it's a filler. What does it do? It, again, is not permanent, but will often last, depending on the type of product used, up to a year or longer to enhance and soften the appearance of those lines. And is it pretty effective? Very effective. It is. So hyaluronic acid, I barely said that right. I seem to remember that being part of cartilage or part of Mm -hmm. your connective Mm -hmm. tissue or something. Yeah, it's a component of the collagen anyways, and you're using it literally to fill in the space of where a wrinkle might be. 
And it's something that we lose as we get older, which is why often those lines and wrinkles will come out as we get older. Can you do it in other places of the body? Yes. You could do it down near anywhere? Um, Well, on the face. For for example, we – um, as we get older, um, gravity and just fat loss, a lot of times our, our um, skin or face will kind of sag. And so volume replacement like in the cheekbones to kind of re-sculpt and build a, a fuller face, there are fillers for that. Um, and then for uh, kind of like we talked about the, the marinette lines, even like around the mouth and like lip, lip augmentation, injecting fillers into the lip to get a, a softer, uh, uh, a more kind of fuller lip. When you, we've talked a lot about injecting things. Does it hurt? Yes, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, so during the procedure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So often we will do some sort of numbing, um, whether that's injecting um, numbing into areas of the face to kind of block the sensation or sometimes topical numbing medication. And how quickly does it work? Do you walk out of the clinic Looking different? So, yes. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with just soft tissue swelling from the injection. And often patients will look even more swollen a couple of days after. and then, But the, the effect does take place immediately. So if I get all this done, will I look like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Unless you want to. <laughs> no, but our, I think our, our, our goal is to uh, kind of enhance um, the way a, a, a person looks. Yeah, perfect. So, yes. Denny, there's hope for you and me. <laughs> I, I think I would have chosen like Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> instead yeah. of George Clooney. Can you make me look like George Clooney? Or George Clooney. That's what yes. I want. I that, that's what I'd like. <laughs> All right. Um, this is uh, we're going to talk about chemical peels now. So that, that was another. That's another one of the services we offer, right? Okay. Could one of you give us the basics on what you would use that for? Chemical peels is essentially an acid that we put onto the skin. Every time you open your mouth, it sounds like something scary. We're gonna, I know. It's I've just heard, making it sound so much more scary than it is. I've it's heard really paralysis. Exciting. I've heard acid. Yeah. I've heard, oh. <laughs> and the idea behind the acid, well, this is going to sound scary too, is to, to burn off that t- top layer, but just the very, very superficial layer of the skin. We can go deeper depending on the types of peels. So there's different types that can go from the most superficial layer of the skin down to about the mid-layer of the skin is what we use. And again, if we're trying to burn off this top layer, the idea is to create regrowth and enhance these growth factors to allow new skin to grow up from underneath. So we use it for superficial, fine lines, and dark spots. Oh, for dark – so dark spots that are due to sun damage or just – yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's a chemical peel. Um, I'm going to go to the, the text line. There's a lot of text lines that I'm kind of ignoring some of them because I wanted to get through a lot of these um, subjects. But here's one that says, um, a very informative show. Thank you. Two questions. What is a good product to use for your skin regarding this is a, a sunscreen? Uh, skin regarding sunscreen with a high protective SPF, and then second, my dentist is starting to do facial cosmetic procedures. Why are dentists doing this? It seems strange to me. Well, how about I will address the question about the product, and I'll leave it to Jenny to. Jenny gets to talk the, about the, the dentist. dentist. Um, I have a lot of friends that are dentists. They're great. I don't know if they're. I guess some of them are doing this. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about brands because the brands are not paying me enough to be promoting them. Right. So instead, I'm going to I'm going to talk about <laughs> ingredients. Now, my favorite ingredients in sunscreens are the physical blockers, which are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And what's nice about these is they give you such a broad spectrum of protection. They will protect about against the UVA and UVB. And then just to mention one other thing regarding types of products is now a lot of different um, facial sunscreens are tinted. 
And it's nice because, yeah, it sure can give you a nice little bit of base makeup as well. But it tinted products generally protect against visible light. And we're learning more and more that visible light, meaning from light bulbs in your bedroom, could also be causing some darkening of the skin or at least not allowing Mm. fading of these dark Mm -hmm. spots. So my recommendation would be to find a product that you like, that you're going to use, that maybe is tinted, um, that makes sure we have the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So that's the physical barrier, right, Erin? So I, uh, um, I have a family member who is really concerned about the chemical ones, that they're not good for you. There's more and more in the news regarding the chemical treatments. The American Academy of Dermatology does not take a stand against any of the chemicals. However, there is one called oxybenzone that is perhaps not good for coral reefs and in some animal studies shows some um, endocrine disturbances. So in general, I think a lot of the the sunscreens are moving away from that specific chemical anyways. Well, that, that's kind of a good thing. I, I mean, to maybe if it's yeah. harmful to the environment. But the, but definitely, sun is harmful to your skin. And so do something, right? Yeah, and it's because sun causes, you know, to bring this full circle, since you know how much I harp on sunscreen, sun is what causes wrinkles and dark spots. Yep. Okay, so the things we're trying to prevent here. So if you ever meet Dr. Luxembourg at a party. Team Record. If you ever meet her at a party um, and, and tell her that you want and you show up with a big tan, be prepared. She's going to scold you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can we go back to the text lines? Sure. All right. Here's one that's um, – I've never heard of this. What can be done for crepe skin? Do you know what crepe skin is? You know, is, is that sort of like the – yeah, so like that's, crepe paper. When, yeah, when people think of crepey skin, they, it's usually on the kind of the arms, maybe a little bit on the face and neck. Uh, and I wish if I had a treatment for that crepe skin, I wouldn't be right here right now because <laughs> I'd be living the life out in some desert. So that island. one's you might just have to live with. There, there's things that we could do. What would you say, Doctor? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if it's, um, yeah, I, I think if it's on the face. Um, I think face is probably really the yeah, best more option. Surgical. Think, more surgical. I think there's not, you're not going to get a lot of significant improvement with kind of the things that we offer in dermatology. Yeah. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take a break here, as we normally do at this particular time. We have more show to come, though. If you have a uh, uh, question, call it in or text it in. The phone uh, line is 651-989-9226. Text is 818. 818- Eight zero seven. We moved to 8 degrees in the Twin Cities on our way to 30. And welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. We're talking about cosmetic dermatology, having a lot of questions. As you can see, phone and text. We have a lot of text messages, Doctor. Indeed we do. Um, I'm just going to go to the text lines um, for a couple more here, and then we might have time for one or two more phone ones. Here's one that says, I'm 60. I've recently developed small, hard bumps on my arms, legs, and some on my back. They're light in color, not red. Feel like coarse sandpaper. Any ideas? There's so many things I would love to see in clinic. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one for us to tell. Lots of little bumps. Um, uh, You might need to see a dermatologist for that one, Texter. Here's one that says, dermatology questions, another two-parter. Ready? Number one, what can be done to lighten dark under eye circles? Under eye circles. And number two, can eyeliner be tattooed on permanently? (laughs) What do you think of those two? Yeah, so under eye circles um, is frustrating. We all um, have it. Uh, unfortunately, it's um, there's no permanent treatment. It has to do with um, kind of genetics. Um, the blood vessels that's kind of underneath our eyes and our eyelid skin is very thin. So the the answer to fixing it is um, laser and, and fillers, um, depending on kind of the situation. Um, and then for the second question, yes, you can get eyeliner tattooed. Um, 
I don't know the details, but it that's kind of that's a commitment it's right not, there. Um, I know there are some people. I have myself had what's called microblading of the um, basically kind of semi-permanent etching of the eyebrow hair. Um, so I think something similar is can be done for eyeliners as well as lip lip liners. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know far be it for me, but but that sounds like real commitment to that color, that eyeliner. Yes, yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, it is. I have trouble committing to my eyeglasses. Of course, if you wanted that Kim Kardashian look, you might. I might have to. That, yeah. I might have to, Danny. <laughs> All right. All right, can we? Let's All go right. to the phones. All right, let's do that. Mary is calling from Hugo with a question for the doctors. Uh, Mary, go ahead, please. Yes. Good morning. Um, I have a question about skin tags, which I have. Uh, unfortunately, uh, been experiencing. My doctor has helped remove them, but along with that, um, I'm 76. I was recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which is very much under control. And I've heard part of that. It, it's uh, coordinating with that diagnosis. And I have many, many, many flat brownish, grayish um, spots, particular under my breasts, that. It makes me just feel like my skin isn't clean. Is there something I can do or stop that from happening? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Mary. Who wants to tackle that one? Um, well, Mary, you're right. The insulin-like growth factor that the body gives off with diabetes can cause um, more growth of these skin tags. And dermatologists are very capable of removing both skin tags. And what you're speaking of that's on your chest sounds like seborrheic keratosis. Those are benign growths of the top layer of skin. Probably has nothing to do with your diabetes. It's genetic, so you can thank your parents for that. But those can definitely be taken care of in a dermatologist's office. Typically, we like to treat those with liquid nitrogen. It brings up a point that I had brought up at the beginning, um, removing benign things from your skin, non-skin cancer. We're not really – that's a whole other area of study and a whole uh, medical care. But benign things, of which skin tags are benign things. But talk about other benign skin lesions that you can help people with. Yeah. I mean, Aaron touched on two of the most common skin tags and seborrheic And then in ethnic patients – including myself, there are um, kind of these similar things compared, uh, similar to seborrheic called dermatosis papillosa nigra. There are small, small brown flat spots that kind of come around the cheeks, the arches or cheeks. Um, for example, like Morgan Freeman, um, he has tons of those on his face. And that is a common complaint we get from our African-American patients. And we don't like to freeze those because the freezing can cause um, some discoloration, uh, skin color dis- um, alteration. But using a light cautery machine, we can kind of lightly buzz that down. Um, and and then same thing for like acne or milia or little tiny cysts on the skin. We can extract them. Those are all kind of removal of benign skin growth or skin lesions. You just mentioned a term that another texter had a question about, milia acne. What is that? So milia uh, is a little kind of basically a occlusion of dead skin, if you will, on the superficial layers of the uh, underneath the skin, very superficial. Often will kind of be like a little white bump. And often what we'll do is extract that and remove that little kind of ball of keratin. Um, we frequently see it in patients that have acne. And yeah. And it, like it's just it's extraction, um, and we can easily do it in the dermatology office. Yeah. Okie dokie. We have time for we have sure. The, boy, there's a lot of phone calls coming in here late in the show. I do. I don't know if we have time to get those. Maybe. Um, let me do one more of these. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> bone broth. Okay, I don't know if either of you know about this. But I like to eat that. Yeah, I heard that <laughs> drinking bone broth each day improves your facial skin tone. Yeah, there are a lot of these collagen supplements out there, but the truth is um, 
collagen is made up of amino acids, and in your stomach, it gets graded into many amino acids and really doesn't get preferentially taken up into the skin. So really has no benefit. But you know, if drinking bone broth causes you to be a little thirsty, and then you're drinking a lot of water and you're well hydrated, that definitely could Oh, there you go. (laughs) There you go. go. That's a good idea. I tell you what, let's go back to the phones. I think we have time for one more call. Uh, Bruce is calling from Bloomington. Go ahead, Bruce. We're listening. Yeah, good morning. I got a uh, quick question for the doctor. I've had a lifelong genetic problem with keloid scars. It's like any kind of uh, uh, abrasion or pimple or whatever uh, kind of uh, mutates into a, a big, thick, heavy keloid scars. And at this point, I've had them injected in the past with uh, drugs. But at this point, I'm looking, is there any way to flatten them so it doesn't show under a shirt? It's mainly on my back and backside and some on my chest. Thank you for your call, Bruce. Dr. Luxembourg? Yeah, that's a great question. We see a lot of patients with keloids, and they're extremely frustrating. And you're right. The main treatment that I like to perform is injection into them. Um, I like to come up with a treatment plan where we do frequent injections. There's some topical treatments to help flatten them out. And sometimes I'll even refer you for radiation to really help keep those flat. All right, we've been talking about cosmetic dermatology. Maybe you want to learn more. Maybe you'd like to meet some of our dermatologists and other providers from the Dermatology Clinic. I want to remind you once again about the event that is happening on November 27th. That's a Tuesday from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., so it's over the lunch hour. It's a free event where you are invited to come and talk with our providers and vendors about procedures. They'll have some skin care samples. There will even be a raffle for a free Botox um, you, we'd like you to reserve your spot, although the event is free. It's at Hennepin Healthcare's Clinic and Specialty Center. To register for the event, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash cosmetics. Um, and, and do it today. Um, seating is limited, but we can. there's going to be room for you if you sign up now. hennepinhealthcare.org slash cosmetics. And if you want to get a hold of our Department of Dermatology or any of the doctors um, and providers at Hennepin Healthcare, we have clinics in downtown Minneapolis at the North Loop and in our clinic and specialty center. We have clinics in Golden Valley, St. Anthony, Richfield, Brooklyn Park, East Lake Street, Whittier Clinic in South Minneapolis. The number is the same, 612-873-6963. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.